Welcome to the Tough Love Terry podcast. In this episode, we are going to be talking about the imposter syndrome that affects a lot of boudoir photographers. And what I'm talking about is the feeling that how can I empower my clients when I can't even empower myself? You spend your day empowering your clients, telling them to love themselves, and you show them the beauty that goes far beyond their body. You yell, yes, queen, and girl, you're a babe, and work exceptionally hard to make sure your online community is aware of how babely and badass they are, regardless of how their body looks. But then, you head home or log off the computer, you catch a glimpse of yourself in your rearview mirror in a window as you walk by, and you think, I am disgusting. Now this body shame is quickly followed up with a second thought. What kind of shitty body positive boudoir photographer am I if I preach self-love but just had that thought, ugh, I'm terrible. Now, not only do you think you're disgusting, but now we've added terrible onto the pile of negative bullshit you tell yourself. This is evidence for you to prove that you really aren't that good of a photographer and you are most definitely a terrible advocate for the body love movement. Add those onto the pile of negative thoughts. Then someone shares a fat phobic meme in your private Facebook group with the caption, can't wait to get my bikini body back and you know that it's kind of shameful, but what do you know? I mean, after all, you've just told yourself you are disgusting and you are terrible at body image, so maybe you just don't comment at all. Because who wants to hear from a hack of a body positive photographer and instead you respond with LOL, same, and the cycle continues. Does any of this sound too familiar? If this resonates with you, you definitely are not alone. I hear it time and time again. Boudoir photographers questioning their worthiness as a leader of empowerment for their clients, all because they themselves have negative thoughts about their bodies. But here's the thing, the little secret. We all have negative thoughts about our bodies. You, like me, are probably over 25 and therefore have at least 25 years of negative self-talk to undo. And it's not going to happen overnight. So in this episode, I want to break down three things that have helped me on my own body image journey and therefore have helped me step up as a body image activist and boudoir specialist. All right, so number one, understand that body positivity or body neutrality is not a final destination. For a long time, I used to say, when I become body positive, then I will. But that is literally the exact same thing that our clients do when they say, when I lose 10 pounds, then I'll do it. You're using your lack of destination as a procrastination method. As long as you're always striving for this invisible location, you'll never really have to accept the responsibility, am I right? I mean, if there's one thing this quarantine and self-isolation has taught us, it's not that when I have more time, I will, because Now we have buttloads of time, but still aren't doing those things. It's not now that I'm body positive, I will know all the body positive actions to take, but rather I will choose to take body positive actions and this will lead me to living a more body positive life. By waiting to become body positive, we will always have an excuse not to take action or do the work. Our brain doesn't like to be uncomfortable, and while you would think that saying negative shit to yourself is uncomfortable, 
It actually isn't. Because you've spent the better part of your life telling yourself, or having other people tell you, or a combination of both, that you aren't good enough. Your brain knows what that feels like. It can create self-fulfilling prophecies that can then be used for future evidence when you want to tell yourself why you can't do something. Success, on the other hand, is the unknown, and our brains hate the unknown. What does being completely body liberated look like for you? What does a world of little to no negative self-talk look like? Your brain probably can't even fathom it, so it says, stay here where it's comfortable, and then resorts to little lies to keep you there. But remember, just because it's comfortable doesn't mean it's good for you. So how does this translate to being a better boudoir photographer? Well, as soon as you stop waiting for yourself to become body positive and instead every day take one body positive action, such as reading Body Respect, listening to the She's All Fat podcast, maybe wearing the crop top, doing a photo shoot, journaling, practicing gratitude, taking self-portraits, etc. You'll then be practicing a body positive, body neutral lifestyle. Understand that you'll never get there, but rather you must create there every day in your thoughts, your actions, and your words. Number two, check your privilege at the door. To truly be inclusive, it means checking your ego and your privilege at the door. What I mean by that is that you and I don't know everything. For example, I can, speak to, I can speak to the experience of living in a fat, able-bodied, white, cisgendered body, but I cannot, and more importantly, should not, speak to the experience of living in a black, queer, male, or disabled body. As such, when I have clients come in who do not have the same lived experience as me, I make sure not to chime into their body image concerns with, oh yeah, I totally get it, because I don't. How could I? I see this happens a lot to contribute to the imposter syndrome with thinner photographers. They question how they can share a body-positive message to fat bodies or speak to the fat experience. Understand that you cannot. Even if you once existed in a fat body and now no longer do, please do not. What you can do, however, is acknowledge that while I can't understand exactly what that must be like, I do know we have a lot of clients that also share those concerns. At which point, I will then showcase a client album, gallery, for which I've been giving permission, don't worry, etc., that, that has experienced something similar. Then I will follow up with, in my experience of creating with a variety of diverse bodies over the last five years, I have yet to have someone come in the door that loves everything about themselves physically. It is my job and the job of my team to ensure that we help you understand that your body is the least interesting thing about you, and it's simply along for the ride as you have an amazing time feeling sexy and empowered. I want to help you correlate the idea that you can do something scary and fun and amazing with this body that you have, not despise it, or not despite it. Number three. Get educated. Ah, oh, this is the biggest one. This third thing that makes the biggest difference in my confidence and being a body image activist, boudoir photographer, and just feeling confident in my abilities to help myself and thus my clients is learning how to shift previous held beliefs and thought processes. I started by reading everything I could get my hands on that argued everything I believed to be true. 
I still do this even with ideas that I know are right for me. I still read the other side of it to get a fully rounded perspective to decide for myself what resonates with me. I have attended body image workshops that were primarily meant for nutritionists and therapists. I took online courses that were designed for teachers. I ingested as much material as I could on the subjects surrounding body image, body positivity, self-love, self-image, body neutrality, body liberation, and I still continue this learning today. I read books by black authors, trans authors, fat authors, queer authors, disabled authors. I listen to podcasts on self-development and neuroplasticity. I watch shows and movies that are positively affirming for most bodies. The Embrace documentary and A Perfect 14 are a good place to start. But I didn't simply just read this information. I processed it and I practiced it. Not all of it and not all at once. I would pick out the little techniques and tools that resonated with me and start implementing them into my daily life. I would hear quotes from the authors replacing the negative soundtrack in my mind, and suddenly I had coping mechanisms to backtalk the negative self-talk. It didn't happen overnight, and I continue these acts daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly. Once I practice it a few times, I acknowledge the results, then I begin to share with the people around me and in my boudoir Facebook group. Now I'm going to give you a little bit of a bonus. I know I said I was only going to talk about three, but I do have a fourth here. And this one has probably made the biggest difference in my mindset shift around everything. Understanding that I have a choice. It can be really easy to just resign ourselves to the stories we've told ourselves thus far, but our mind does create a reality. And if no one was there to make you think otherwise, you would just go through life according to someone else's stories based on their experiences. When we're born, we have a blank roadmap, and as we grow up, we're influenced by society and the humans, and our map begins to fill in. However, while our map may start out in a direction we choose, it very, very swiftly can take us in another direction based on the people around us and the way our brain processes information. As evolved humans, however, we tend to forget that we have choice. I remember reading the work by Byron Katie, and in it she talks about the idea that thoughts are neutral, but we attach feelings to them based on our previous life experiences and stories told to us by others. We have learned from a young age that the symptoms of speaking in front of large crowds, aka stage fright, a title that doesn't serve a positive purpose if you ask me, include such feelings as an upset tummy, dry mouth, and sweaty palms, etc., Essentially, our brain has processed that speaking in front of people is bad. However, certain professional speakers around the globe have retrained their brain to understand that those exact same symptoms happen when they're excited, when they go on stage to help people, when they live their purpose, etc. They literally retrain their brain by choosing to see those symptoms as a positive and not to buy into the hype around stage fright. And think about it. I choose to see the beauty and awesomeness in my clients every single day and the photos like that I show them. I hope they see even just a fraction of the gloriousness that I see. So why do I forget that I have the same choice for myself? Just as we choose to see the beauty in others, we also have the skills to choose to see the beauty in ourselves. We just weren't taught how. So... It's up to us to accept or reject the stories we've been given and maybe rewrite the stories we've been told. Just like the speaker shifting from stage fright to stage all right, perhaps 
you can choose to see at the very least what your body does for you instead of what it isn't. Your initial thought is the conditioned thought. The one society taught you is the truth. But if you spend a few seconds and question it, you may realize that there is a deeper, more powerful truth. One that aligns to your goal of liberating yourself from body image. To sum it all up, yes, it is possible to be a body positive boudoir photographer even if you yourself are not 100% in love with your body. As long as you are showing up and trying your best to take body neutral, body positive steps, then you are doing just fine. You don't need to have the answers. You don't need to be a body positive Sherpa. You just need to be transparent about your own experiences with your clients and be vulnerable enough to let them walk through the fire with you.